Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, a weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from varying skill range. I am your hardcore gamer host and caravan leader for this episode, Andrew. With me, our experienced gamer who still can't quite figure out how to get the caravan across the river, Keith. Sup? And our resident noob who still doesn't quite figure out the difference between a round wheel and a square wheel, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week was my pick. And I picked Banner Saga. Or Banner Saga. The Banner Saga. Gosh. But if this was Banner Saga, would this be Banner Sega Genesis? <laughs> yeah, I set you up with that one, Keith. How do you like that one? <laughs> I'm just not even going to answer that. Can we please ah, just talk totally about the game? You, totally made you walk into that one. You walk into nothing. I just ignored it. It was gross. So, I guess I'm going to first uh, explain the story of this game. Uh, so, this is a trilogy game. So, this is the first of a series. Uh, you, It kind of takes place with, like, a Norse mythology, but it doesn't exactly follow Norse mythology. So, you're not seeing, like, Thor or, I already forgot, Loki. Just and, Thor. Just, he's the only Norse god you know. out there. Sorry if you're from Norway, and we know so much <laughs> about your mythology. But, uh, yeah, so it's kind of like its own story in, like, Norse lore. But you're basically a group of survivors that are trying to flee your hometown as you're being attacked by these stone golem-like men called the Dredge. And you're basically trying to maintain your caravan while also doing a turn-based RPG battle segments between. So right off the get-go, I guess we'll go around, uh, quickly tell our fans, is this a game or is this a pass? I guess I'll start off. Um, For me, this is a game with an asterisk. So... As I was kind of saying before, this game is a trilogy, and luckily just recently they also put Banner Saga 2 on Game Pass, but the third one's not on there. So if you're kind of a completionist, this may not be worth your time picking up because you may not obviously not get the full story unless you buy the third one. I wouldn't be surprised if they released the third one, but at the moment it's not available. So if you're a completionist, this may bother you, but overall... Even finishing this game, I felt like it was a good enough completion, and it wasn't too long. So this is kind of a game I felt like you could do on a weekend. So overall, I would say this is a game. Um, I mean, first of all, I think you basically already gave your your final summary on that. That was that was really in depth. Uh, <sighs> I guess it was. That was like a, <laughs> so much for it being a, a quick. Yeah, that was that was more but, than a quick. Because one. there was such a the caveat with it. Well, especially because we get into the price of games. Um, for one thing. Yeah. You you can cut some of it out, I think. Or not. I don't know. Do whatever you do. Anyways, so jumping in, no, me, I would say it's definitely a game. I thought it was awesome. It was when you actually, I don't want to say sold it to me, or I don't know, however you want to say it. But when you explained it to me, I guess, is probably the best way. You said it's Wargroove meets Oregon Trail. And I thought, that's kind of weird, but that sounds fun. And it is. It's it's a ton of fun. So I would say it's definitely a game. Hold on. Do you say Oregon? Yes, that's actually the way it's actually pronounced. And it's Oregon. Nope, it's Oregon. And if there's anyone out there listening to us, keep this in here, Andrew, because I want to You play on an Oregon. No. Your body's full of organs. Or, you traveled to Oregon. Oregon. It's like oregano, but you drop the O. You know, I bet you're right, but it still kind of sounds pretentious, like you're saying harassment instead of harassment. Or Vaz. Nope. I'm, o- I'm only, I only say this because I knew someone who lived out in that area, and it's, they corrected me, so I said, okay, if if you lived out there <laughs> and that's what you call it, then I'm going to call it Oregon. 
Okay. It well. does sound douchey, I know, especially around here because <laughs> nobody nobody uses it. So. I mean, we have some listeners from Oregon. That's what I'm saying. If you're out there, can you please back me up? Surprisingly, this week, I actually agree with Keith and you, Andrew, but surprisingly, I agree with him. <laughs> but yeah, I am going to keep this a game. <laughs> I actually, if, if I had reviewed this before finishing it, or if I was like probably like three or four hours in, probably would have been on the fence. But doing the whole game changed my perspective. I'm giving it a game. I like it. All right. So overall, I guess we're all kind of on board with this game. All right. Well, I guess, uh, so getting into it, talking a little more in depth of this, I think the first thing that I thought was very striking with this game that I really liked, which when you first saw me play, <laughs> when you first watched me play, Liz, and I think you agree with me, is its art style. It's like, old school Disney. Yeah. As soon as I started playing it, you're like, whoa, this looks like old school Disney. And I think it, they did a fantastic job with the art style. It's very simplistic, but it does... It fits so well with the Norse mythology, and it does really well with just the character design, the environment design. The cutscenes look so much just like an old-school Disney movie. Unfortunately, I don't think there was enough cutscenes. I wish there was more cutscenes. Unfortunately, majority of the stuff is just seeing like still images of your characters just kind of stand there. But it's not really still, though, because if you look at the characters, there's a couple things that move, like the snow in their eyes, and then, for some reason, they randomly have, like, the sleeve roll up, and then they, like, caress their weapon. And But it, they keep doing it on a loop while, like, you're, you're reading or, or listening to them. So, for me, it's um, it was kind of weird, those scenes. Yeah, I know what you're saying, because I noticed the same thing. Like, it was, it was really neat that they added that slight animation to it, but it was repetitive enough in, like, short sequences that it seemed weird at times, at least if you... If you're like me, like sometimes I would use those to walk away and take a bathroom break or get a drink, something like that. Or in your case, Liz, get a snack. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just I, I did like that. Although, so speaking of Wargroove, this was something that I think you kind of didn't like that this game did the opposite of. It went with no tech or like voice dialogue at all. Except there's a little for, bit of cutscenes. I was gonna say there's one cut the not one cutscene, but the only cutscenes. It's when you're ending a chapter, like entering a city, and it's just one guy. Yeah, it's always the same voice, and it's a narrator, so it feels to seem to make sense. And outside of that, then there's just no actual dialogue or like voice dialogue. So at least I liked that it kept consistent with that to the point of like we've talked about before. Yeah, which with Wargroove. I mean, I could have had it either way. I just didn't like it when they just did, like, random words. But for this, I actually think I would have preferred having voice actors, which I'm sure, like, maybe it was, like, a budget thing or something. But I do think that it was so character-based. And there were a lot of funny lines and stuff. I really think that it would have added a little bit of something to have some voice actors. I think it would have made you feel a little bit more... I don't, I don't know. I, well, I can tell you, I totally agree with you. That that is totally like it's not something I would I'm upset about because I think they're a pretty small studio and like you said, budget and all that. But I I would have loved to have some dialogue to this because I thought the the characters were really well built and they were very entertaining. So some actual vocals would have been added some emotion to it. I think maybe. Yeah, no, you're definitely right, Liz. I I think the main reason they wasn't is just because they were on a tight budget. So this is from a very small studio. Stoic Studio. <laughs> Stoic? No, I think it's Stoic. Uh, so this studio consists of three people. 
And this was actually a Kickstarter campaign as well. So these three people left Bioware, and they they specifically wanted to make this game. This was like their dream game. So I was actually looking into it. They dumped all their life savings into it, and they still weren't, didn't have enough money to finish it. So it was a Kickstarter game. And I think they got the funding they needed, which was like 20000 I think they got it like within a week. So yeah, it was a very limited budget what they had for this game. Uh, and so any of the voice acting and artistry that was done was all done by like a third party. Uh, I think the art was done by Shiny Suze. Was the other? Or they might have been the publishers. I don't know. I can't remember. But yeah, so any of the voice acting or the artwork was done by third party studios. But yeah, these three guys programmed this game, designed the game. And I think it's really impressive what they did. Especially with the story, because I think the story in this game is really good. See, I think this shows that a small company can put out a really good game. And there's sometimes where we tr- we make excuses for for different companies and stuff. It's like, oh, they don't have the budget. But this is a game that shows that you can still put really good quality yeah. out there. But some, uh, yeah. Well, like you said, like Andrew said, though, I mean, this is it's coming from a group of people who luckily were well versed in the the industry too. And not to say you're wrong, Liz, obviously, but it's like it, at least they had that, and it was. It was like a passion project, I guess is what I would call it. Yeah, and, it was. And it really shows. It's it's really well done in so many ways. But you were saying something, Andrew. You can go ahead. Yeah, well, I was going to kind of make the point of, like, you guys talking about the animations of, like, the character standing still. I'm curious one of the reasons why they possibly did that, because, I mean, as you were saying, Keith, whenever those texts would go, you would go to the bathroom or get a drink or something like that. I'm curious if they added the slight animations just so it wouldn't burn the image onto people's TV screens. I haven't heard of that happening too much anymore, but I know some old TVs like can still get an image burned, but I think if there's slight animations on it, it won't burn that image in. Uh, I think it still would as a whole, just because it was only such a slight area of the screen, but that's neither that's here nor there. But, it, I mean, maybe. I think, think they did it to just add a little bit of life to the game, to be honest. It, Which I think and, it worked. Oh, and yeah, and that's why I think it was great, because it really did. Uh, but yeah, this game is based on a lot of, like, choosing dialogue and choices for your caravan, which majority of them do have consequences, but I always hate when games fake choices for you. Like, and I always hate that when you get like some dialogue, so it's like, what do you want to do? And it gives you like these options of what to say, but you actually don't have a choice. Cause you could say like, ah, oh, screw you, man, I'm not helping you. But the dialogue just changes anyway and forces you to help the guy anyway. I always hate when games do that. There was a couple times this game did this, but overall it doesn't. A lot of sometimes those... it's very punishing. Oh, yeah. Oh, Some of the choices in this game are very punishing. Absolutely. Well, it, I, it's funny because maybe I'm wrong, but I think we talked about this game maybe for like 30 seconds back with maybe was it We Happy Few? It was a game like this where you can make choices, but ultimately it led to nothing. You just, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's We Happy Few. It's just y'all got, you always got to the same point no matter what choices you made. No, it was Graveyard Keeper. Cause oh, that's right. Yeah, it was because you, you would turn your friend in, and no one would believe you. Exactly. So it, it this game, on the other hand, and I, like I said, I think that you just slightly mentioned this game in in passing because of it. Is it warns you off the very get go that you're going to make a lot of important choices in this game, and it will have an impact on the game. And I don't know if we've really got into it enough, but for our, our older listeners out there who remember the Oregon Trail or Oregon Trail, however you remember it this game the caravan feature you get these pop-up choices and it's you know do you want to help these people but helping people could lead to death or it could get you supplies like it was just always a toss-up so i think sometimes it was always bad too because i remember there was one scene where i picked something and i was like oh that sucks so then i actually like exited out of the game 
and I did it like I think like three more times and like if I had picked other things like characters would have died and I was like crap that was actually the best option so I had to go through all these battles and stuff over and over again and it turns out that I was right the first time <laughs> but I also want to warn people too though that if you look up online because I'm the kind of person that like I get anxious if like my character's <laughs> on the line you know so I would look up and be like oh what's gonna happen if I do this do not always trust what's online because there are people that lied to me. I was so, I was like, oh, I have to redo this whole thing again. Um, at one point, like it was just like I was like, oh my gosh, whatever. You could just bite it. <laughs> there was one tip I gave Liz, and I'm gonna tell our listeners too. It's a little bit of a spoiler, but trust me, you'll thank me when you come across it. Do not recruit Onef. <laughs> I because there was a specific achievement I was trying to go for, and since I recruited that that terrible person. I have more choice words for him. It, I, it completely locked me out of the achievement, and the guy just completely backstabs you. Which one's Onef? I feel like you, I know that name, but I don't remember which one he is. is he you a get Varl? him on, like, the third... No, he's a human. You got him on, like, the third city visit, the one that's, like, uh, being attacked from the Uprising. Are you talking about Eichel? Well, Eichel's with him. There's Eichel and Onef. Yeah. Eichel, I, I, Eichel screws you over a little bit, but just... He's better than Onef. <gasps> Ona- Do not recruit Onaf. Is Onaf the one that you first meet before Ico? I believe so. Oh, yeah, I definitely have Onaf. That might explain a lot of my troubles then. Okay, anyways, go Wait, on. <laughs> when Andrew told me that, I was actually, like, talking to him, and I thought it was going to be in the future. And then right when I was about to make, like, the critical decision, I looked down and saw the name, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I almost just messed up after Andrew just told me not to do that. Uh, yeah, that that might explain so much of, of my late-game struggles. But it's it's really cool, though. All the choices you're actually making in this game, it carries over to the second and the third game. So this is what's really cool about this game is that these choices really do have such a heavy impact. So you could be like leveling up some of your characters and get a nice attachment to some of these characters. Then you just make a simple decision and boom, like a character's dead. And it's just like, okay, I have to try to reload my game. One point I tried to reload my game, but it actually saved after the choice. And I was locked out of it and I lost a character I really liked. But Which, the ending, like I'm not going to give it away, but that's one thing that kind of bothered me with the ending is that I felt like you didn't really get to like, if you did everything right, you still didn't get the ending that you want. Well, it's not, and everything's not a happy ending. For this, me, this story's bleak. No, that's true. But if you're able to save like all your favorite characters and at the end it's like you have a tough decision to make. And I went for like the what I thought was like the right moral decision, even though like if I played the second game, it would have really screwed me over. So I, for me, that that kind of bothered me with the ending. But my two favorite characters, I made sure lived, so <laughs> it's all good. So you weren't upset at least about that. As long as Liz didn't lose her favorite characters, all is well. But yeah, the story is very bleak because it's like this is like the end of the world. Because yeah, these like rock golem guys, the dredge, are coming out. And are just like wiping out humanity. There's a giant like snake that's just destroying mountains, chasing you guys. Like you guys are literally on like the brink of extinction. And so I, the story, it's 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 a really good story, but it makes you just constantly keep doing tough decisions. And I think they did a fantastic job with the writing with it. Which I will say, one thing that kind of I think it could have been improved a little bit is the characters had some of them had like so many more advantages to using them. And so, for instance, like, I, the archers were, like, not that strong. Yeah. And if you're against enemies that move really f- far and fast and stuff, so I didn't really use them as much. That's something that I kind of wish that the game did a little bit better. Maybe, maybe, I don't know how they would fix that. But for me, yeah, there are some characters I just didn't really 
want to use. No, I completely agree. I was, I think I had made this comment to you at some point, Andrew, but at the very, at least in the first couple acts of this game, so it's split up through a couple acts, if you couldn't tell by what I was saying. Um, I think it's like the first three or four, basically, you go back and forth between the Varl moving west or east and then the humans moving west before they all converge on each other. And I just loved playing as the Varl. They were just, they always did the most damage. They had a ton of armor. They were just fun to fight with. And then I'd go fight as the humans and I felt like I couldn't kill a thing because, like Liz said, they were just all archers and a bunch of characters, it seemed like. But I probably wasn't using them right too, if I'm honest. I forgot to how um I forgot how to use the willpower until like the very last scene where I'm fighting the boss. Angel comes in and he's like, "Why don't you use the willpower?" And I was like, "Oh yeah." Oh jeez, <laughs> so, that's impressive. Guess, you do some. Well, she's playing on she's playing on easy. I know, Which but is... still, Liz does some impressive things sometimes. Like it does, like the yeah. Sunset Overdrive, where she made it through the the blimp level or whatever without knowing to hit the Yeah, airplane. and how to make her ship fly that was like, kind of crazy. I, you you impressed me, Liz, though. is what I'm saying. And I and I mean that sincerely. <laughs> you stumble through games with great with grace and majesty. It's crazy. <laughs> Unless it's Apex, then it's like zero damage. <laughs> hey, that's... I, I also don't necessarily f- agree with you on that, but that's a different conversation. So, so, since we're kind of talking about it, I think this is the weak point of this game, is the combat. I think the combat was so simplistic that it just, for, it, for me, it wasn't good. I did not feel like there was much strategy when it came to the combat because the maps are all the same. There was one or two maps where it slightly had some like terrain stuff to it, like maybe some fire that could damage you or a rock that blocked your path. But like 95% of the maps that you fought on were just a square grid that's blank and flat. And it was just, it was the same course through the entire game. And that just, it really irritated me. And there wasn't much dynamic with the character classes, which there's like 20 character classes. I mean, I'm exaggerating it a bit, but there's a substantial amount of character classes. Because all the character classes, they just have one ability. And some of the abilities I thought ranged from completely useless to really effective. So as Liz was saying, majority of the archers, I thought didn't really have a very useful ability. Some of them had like a couple that could like cause a fire that I thought were relatively decent, but they were generally overall pretty weak. Because the other thing I really hated about how simplistic the combat was was just the stats of the characters. You have armor, health, willpower, how much they can break armor, and like how much like willpower they can use. And I just felt like it wasn't explained well enough because like you could equip aggro to some characters which would increase their chance of being attacked by the enemies but you could never really see how much aggro a character had and i hated that both health and damage like a character's strength was the same category so it's like cool i'm making my tank have a lot of health but it's like subsequently he's also very strong but as the battle goes on he starts losing health he becomes the weakest character and he becomes next to useless so I, the combat really irritated me with the game. See, I thought that there were some other things with the combat that bothered me. Like, that that didn't really bother me. I didn't like that. Sometimes it's hard to see where your character 
was or if they were adjacent. I wish that you could turn the map around, and I think that would have really helped combat. It, I, you guys kind of summarized a lot of my complaints about it, but a few more that I would add on. And not to dog on this game by any means, it's still a really good game, but the combat, to Andrew's point, is the weakest point. One thing that drove me nuts is that is that when you would start your, your turn, your character would move now... I was used to kind of a war groove type of thing. I would select my character and then look at the actions I wanted to make. It was always, I would hit A, expecting to select a character, and I'd move one square. And it would just be a completely ineffective. And there was plenty of times I had to restart a battle because of it, because at least it was like my first move. But it still just annoyed me. It was, I, I kind of learned my way out of it, but that one bothered me. But one thing I was going to say about the combat, Andrew, that I can see your complaint about the whole armor and strength thing. I kind of liked it to a certain degree because I think I've pointed this out. I play a lot of dumb phone games too. Like I, I get into these games and I think, actually, I think Hearthstone's like this, to be honest. It's, it's like a card based type of fighting. Which kind of made it interesting to me because you have those types of games where you have a shield and then you have your damage and you have to balance out, you know, what your shield is to their attack and all this stuff. I liked that and I so it made sense to me, but I guess it still wasn't very fun. It, like you said, their skills were largely useless. There was a few that were fantastic like i think the the thrasher he was my favorite one it would just do a random seven to eight damage to their health and their shield great but then you had ones that it was like yeah everything will attack me and then that guy's dead in one attack so i think too um not being able to see how far the enemy can move so war groove like i would base my actions on the actions that could possibly happen from other people and being able to look at their like health and their spacing and stuff, I think would have been beneficial. I also hated that it was like there was no real initiative in the game. It was always your turn, their turn, your turn, their turn. And I just hated that it was always that back and forth pace. And like if the enemy is if there's only two enemies left, those two enemies are constantly moving. And as like, especially with the final boss fight, you're just kind of finding the final boss and like maybe a couple of the a couple minions. But because of that, the boss is always moving, and of course the boss hits for like 10 damage every time, which almost kills a character right away. So because of that just back and forth turn, it it made the combat just feel so clunky. It was hard to actually coordinate your character's movements and actually try to do an effective strategy. Well, and you never knew either what their actual initiative was either. So yeah. you could see what your characters, you, you set the order of their, their attacks, but until maybe one or two in, or unless you're just really good and pick up their move set on the first wave you didn't know who was moving when on their team well you kind of can well but not when so, you set up the fight though and that's yes. the, that's the worst part is you want to know okay if i want to get the best advantage here i'd like to know how they're moving but you don't have that and so it's just so hard to set up an initial fight but well even then so when the fight is going on it does show the character's portraits but that's also a big problem. A lot of the character portraits are exactly the same, or they're very similar. So the main enemy you're fighting are the Dredge, which are just kind of like stone golem looking guys, and they practically all look the same. So it's like, okay, a stone golem's going next, but it's like, which guy is that? Like, am I moving my guys closer to a guy who's about to punch him in the face? So it's really hard to kind of figure out who is going. Yeah, it was, the combat was largely the, I'd say the black eye on this game, or I don't know, just... The, the worst part about it but it, it still wasn't that bad I don't think 
You know no, what I mean? Like it's, it wasn't it's not like it makes the game unplayable. Yeah, and it wasn't like bugged. It you knew what you were getting into. It just largely wasn't that fun. I liked a lot of, I liked the options I was given while traveling through the caravan and all that type of stuff. That was what I enjoyed the most about this game, I think. But I will state, so before I played this one, I actually played Banner Saga 2 for a bit because it was free for Games for Gold and I always wanted to try the series. So I actually played that one for a bit. And I will say, some of the things we're complaining about with the combat, it is better in the second one. But as you were saying, Keith, I'm assuming it's fixed, but Banner Saga 2, I actually had a game-breaking bug. I was actually in the middle of a battle, which I couldn't avoid anymore, and anytime I moved a character to a certain point on the map, it always crashed the game. And I literally could not progress the game anymore. It was a complete game crashing bug. I'm assuming it's probably fixed now, but I will say I at least experienced, I experienced zero bugs in this one. I don't know if you guys got any. I didn't. No, this this game actually didn't give me any trouble that I can think of. Although, this is super random, but it was a thought I wanted to make earlier because you pointed out how flat and boring the maps were. There's a specific level very early on. It makes it a point to let you know that you can mark a checkpoint and like move very specific directions yeah. to, quote, avoid certain areas, but there's never a reason to avoid an area. And There was like, like said, maybe one map. Maybe, yeah, like I said, so I, I know totally out of left field, but I had that thought and it just came to me right now and I wanted to get it out there because it just made me laugh that the game made it a point that you could do that and there was no purpose to it. So yeah, overall, like, the combat's good, but it's it's not, like, it's not something that makes you avoid the game, but it definitely is, like, I guess a weak point. I think for me, it's just, I really just love the atmosphere of this game. I thought the artwork was good and I really liked the music. Like, that was the other thing I wish there was more of. I, for a good amount of times, especially during the dialogue, it is just dead silent. But whenever they do the music, I actually thought it was very striking. Yeah, I thought most of the same, to be honest. One of the things I definitely liked a lot was the the war sequences. So just, I guess, a quick side note. They were just... Oh, when you're doing the caravan? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, just as a side note, it was a quick explanation. It's a normal battle, but you have the option to, I guess, what, keep going? I never did because I was always wiped out after the first one, basically. <laughs> but you could, like, keep going and get better treasure and all that stuff. But the the music in those were always, from what I could tell, unique, and it was, like, epic. I don't know. It was. I thought it was really cool. It added a lot, but it also didn't over like overtake the game itself. It was just nice, if that makes sense. I can't even really think of what the music was like. Like I, for me, it just like faded in the background. I think I liked it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I didn't dislike it. I didn't. But I don't really remember. It wasn't memorable. I think it was far and few between. Like you normally had your battle music, but every once in a while, yeah, there would be music that'd play when you were like doing the caravan. And I always liked it. They normally did it when you visited a godstone, mm-hmm. which I really liked the godstones. So in the world, all the gods are dead, but there's still these like monuments that are dedicated to them. And it would always kind of do these cool cutscenes. They generally were like, to me, anytime you went to a godstone, it was like getting a chance card of Monopoly. Majority of the time it's good, but every once in a while, like you could do something at a godstone that would end up like hurting your caravan. But I always liked kind of, the, the monuments they had for the godstones because you had some that were like cut out in different pieces but then they lined up to make a giant picture you had some that had like were partly torn or showed like a god fighting a monster I don't know I, I enjoyed the godstones I thought they were kind of a cool artwork and one of them you kind of find out that like the people in the caravan are garbage I feel like I, maybe I shouldn't say what decision you have to make 
but you have to make a decision. And I just feel like the caravan, the entire time you have to deal with these people <laughs> who are having disputes over stupid stuff where you're risking your life saving them. You know, I just like, I, and then that happened. And I was like, I hope these people starve. I'm not going to purposefully let it happen. But if it does, I'll be okay with it. It's funny, actually, because we kind of were talking about this earlier, obviously. But this game, to your point, Liz, is like, if you just put in a couple hours, you're like, yeah, it's kind of a cool game. But when you start to get into that 10th hour and you've been leading this caravan, you said at first you try to be so nice. You're like, oh, no, everybody, don't fight. We're all friends. And then by the end of it, you're like, you know what, just get out of my face. Or you go through (laughs) another village and like, guys, there might be a a sick person there. And you're like, well, that sucks. There's like 12 dredge there. I'm not dealing with that. (laughs) I I got one supplies or one day's left of supplies and like 14 days to go. Bye. One thing I don't think was like too well explained in this game. So you were kind of talking about a little bit, Keith, with like the war segments. So every once in a while I'll say like, ooh, an army of 500 people showed up. Do you want to charge them in battle, wait for them to come to you? Like, it gives you these couple options. And depending on how big your caravan is, I guess kind of determines how successful you are. But I don't really get the point of it. Because there's a couple times where I'm outnumbered by 100 people. But I, I always just charge into battle. And when you charge into battle, you actually do the fight yourself. But whenever I did do that, I wouldn't lose any of my soldiers. So it's for me, it's like I just felt like having a bigger army just made me cost more supplies so yeah by the end i was on the same boat with you guys where i'm like i actually hope just everyone gets dysentery or something and dies like i'm okay with just having my actual war party and i'm okay with that people were stealing the supplies too yeah people are stealing it's just, oh my yeah it's just at the end of like the the different rounds and stuff i was just like oh my gosh yeah, yeah. spoil alert people you? suck <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, everyone I tried to help, and it would be like a week later, we'd go through four battles, and then it's like, oh, by the way, those people just took off with like half your supplies. Great. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Did you guys create the female archers? Yes. yes. They're, okay. they're BA. I mean, I was tempted to be like the sexist jerk and be like, no, women need to stay in the kitchen. No Which way. I think I that wanna... actually legitimately was an option to well, say ba- that. Well, basically, yeah, no, because everyone in the camp, they're like, oh, women can't fight. And I was like, actually, no, I kind of want more people who can fight right now. Like, we've talked about this. The world is ending. I mean, equality, too, but also the world is ending. It's not a time to be (laughs) close-minded. But I think it's true with human nature, though. Oh, no, it is. And I think it's also set in a bad, well, not in a bad time, but I don't know. I guess kind of ancient-ish times. But I thought it was cool that they gave you that choice. So I really like the aspect of the mechanics they did with the caravan. Because that's the other thing. When I first saw this game, I was just like, oh, whatever. It's going to try to do like a clone of Oregon Trail. But I think they actually did a really good job with the mechanic. And I, I really kind of like the management of it. Especially, too, since the combat itself was a little bit on the weak side. I will say, as someone who isn't a natural decision maker, that may shock you guys. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I actually, like, it kind of made me anxious making all those decisions. And I was just like... Do you know what? After I'm done with this game, I'm not making any decisions for, like, a whole day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just done with this. I'm done. But I will say, too, though, if you are going into this for achievements, overall, if you're not looking at the achievements, this game is a pretty good game at padding your score. Because every time you get a kill with a class, which, like I said, there's about 20 classes, you get an achievement. So you're constantly getting these new characters, and it's just like, cool, I just need to put them in one battle, get one kill with them, good, I can get rid of this guy. I, I can get rid of this guy, I don't care if he dies. But 
there are a lot of achievements in this game that are super missable. And it was really frustrating because I looked up the achievements as to like what to do. So there's like one to get to the last city within 120 days. You get, uh, there's one to have one specific character live to the end, which he's like a teenager who's trying to protect your daughter. So I was like, oh, this is a really nice kid. I really want to protect him. Like I'd like to get that achievement. There's one to not have anyone in your caravan die from starvation, which as we're all saying, we wish our entire caravans <laughs> died from starvation. Because it's like, oh, these people are the worst. But I was super frustrated because every one of those achievements, I barely missed. I got to the final city on day like 140. So I missed it by a good amount. But I think Liz did it. Liz, you might have missed it by a day. Well, no, I think I got there at, at, at 120. But like, there were so many achievements popping up, which like if I can get that many achievements, like it is easy. Um, so I didn't notice it. But I think I got there at exactly 120. I'm not sure. But yeah, there was a couple of scenarios that I like had like a funny feeling, and I was like, "Let's leave." And I think that's why I got yeah. there so early. I yeah, because there was one where they're like, "Oh, we should wait this town." I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna wait this town." Liz, you told me you were like, "Yeah, I said, screw that, left that town right away." I stayed there for like a week. Everyone was I ended up using all my supplies. That all the people there were looking at them creepily, and like, and then I think somebody stole some of the supplies there. Yeah, and I was like, "No, I'm leaving." This girl. Oh, is that that like that bandit else. city? Yeah, the one, the one that was like a bunch. Oh yeah, I meet Juno there. Yeah, I fought my way in, and then I was like, "Nope, peace out. I'm done with this place." So I'm the only sucker who stayed there. (laughs) But that's where I picked up Onef, and apparently he just screwed everything for me from there on out. Yeah, he was the one who made me lose a couple achievements too. That was frustrating. So I don't know if he hadn't. He got me on any in particular. I actually, for what it's worth, I. I want to say the kid's name is like Eggle or something. Yeah. That you were talking about. He was actually one of my strongest characters as far as humans. He was awesome. Yeah, he, had a, I liked, he actually had a good I ability. liked him a lot. Yeah, well, because he had like a good shield break and all that too. But yeah, I liked him a lot anyway. So I actually fought with him a good Yeah, chunk. I was hoping to get him to the second one. But yeah, so the achievements, even though at the end though, so I played the game on normal. And even though mi- missing a handful of those achievements, but still going through the game, I think I'm missing seven out of like five. 40-something achievements. Sounds right. Yeah, so uh, quite a bit of them you get just from progressing the story, getting a kill with a class, and visiting the godstones. You're always getting an achievement. So this game does a fantastic job like drip-feeding you achievements. So this is a pretty good game for padding your gamer score. Yeah, it, it definitely at least feels good. As I say, I think I can actually... I was just looking on the Xbox app. I think I can see what my achievements are in it because I didn't even beat it. I want to ask a question real quick. I wanted to know what your absolute favorite character was. Which I know we've talked about characters a bunch, but I'm just really curious because you guys are like, oh, I really liked his ability and stuff. Mine was Rook, the main character you got, because he was both melee and he was range. And I actually really liked his ability. If He, he was one of the abilities where I actually felt like was good strategy-wise. It's funny because it took me a little bit to actually figure out because he was the one, if he used a special ability, everyone... Targets, did, like, yeah. Targets the person it, yeah. he hits. So, yeah, it took me a little bit to figure out how good that actually was. But honestly, I think i liked ivor the most because he was the one who if i remember his skill he would hit you and then anyone who hit him he just got shield back so he was just always really beefy so i like that you guys pick based off of like their abilities like because for me like i i love the crazy dude the impaler yeah torvi or something like that i think i i think i lost him early Tro- oh, my really? oh my goodness, oh. he was so I don't helpful. know, I might still have him, but I think I lost him, I can't remember. He hit hard, and then, um... He is funny, he was funny, though. The red-haired guy, the frog guy. Yes, the frog? he's he's good. The frog well, guy, the Gunolf? 
Yep, I know. Yep. Oh, oh, the guy. The one, the one at the, the very game. beginning that you get yeah. the option to make him make the joke about he looks they like were a frog. So adorable! I love those characters. <laughs> Which he one of my choices pretty... actually ended up killing him, and I, I restarted my game because of that. I was like, nope, not gonna listen. He was strong. <laughs> he was. Well, I was gonna say he was real good too, but yeah, I liked him. I'm trying to think who I actually liked in the game. I found most of them were annoying. I still think I liked Ivor the most, even personality. He was just always yeah. the, you know what? If we're going to go help people, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to complain about it the whole time. And that's why I liked him. <laughs> but he I also liked him. He'd he, help. he had a good backstory. Yeah, he did. Well, because he was like, he should have been the heir to the throne of the world and all that. Like, yeah. he was awesome. But I just, like I said, I liked him because he would always help somebody, but he would never not complain. And I appreciate <laughs> that. Who was the one that um, said to um, Ro- is it Rook or Rook? Rook. Rook I always yeah. called him Rook. All right. Yeah, I think who it's Rook. Who was the one that went to Rook and was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna try to get with your daughter or that lady oh, that that's you like." Oh, that's Eichel. Even- Eichel, yeah, the the one the young person we were talking I about. That the was really fun. Yeah, that's own. That's well, honestly, and I don't, we don't have to get into a weird thing, but they had that like whole weird thing of like you being overprotective dad. Like, I don't know, is that just me? Like, you were a always, like, trying to stop every guy from dating your daughter, and I'm like, well, you're clearly a single parent. Well, yeah, I it's know. Your one it was kid. always like a, but it was like a weird choice. Your choice was like, be that overprotective weird dad or let your daughter live her life and i was like i guess i kind of want to but that dude does kind of seem like a creep so i don't know it was a different time though i mean like they were like, kind of savages i mean i would be very wary of any men See? going by my daughter in that time well, that's why you left like that town was, so quick yeah that's also like what i was saying with whether or not they give you the option to let the women actually fight it was a different time back then but i was yeah. all about letting them fight because like i said End of the world. Ain't got, ain't got time to they can sacrifice over that. themselves. <laughs> the men can live. <laughs> oh, four eighty. That was my that was my gamer score on this, and I didn't even beat the game. Yeah, so you can get a good amount of achievements, and this isn't a super long game. I think I did in about eight hours. It yeah, I think the average is like eight to twelve hours. So it's not a super long game. You can usually do this in a good weekend. So you can get a good amount of gamer score in a good weekend. I don't know how long it took me because. I did take a lot of breaks. I mean, I would just, like, pause the game and walk away. So I have no idea how long it took me. But, I mean, you beat it. Yeah. If I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> yeah. This is the second game you beat now on our podcast. There you go, Liz. pretty awesome. Yeah. Good I job. Get myself on the back. You're getting better. <laughs> you might no longer be the noob. Now you're losing. <laughs> but, yeah. So I guess we'll get into our final thoughts here. So for me, I really like this game. Uh, by the end of it, I, I was kind of getting a little frustrated with some of the combat. But I really liked its story. I really liked the atmosphere. I really liked the artwork. I thought this game did a really good job with its characters and its choices and kind of giving you that hard choice to kind of pick between who lives and dies. I think this game did a really good job with it. Uh, I thought it was a really fun game. Uh, it was definitely, I think, kind of worth your time. If you are a completionist, I would maybe say give this game a pass, but overall I think this is a good game. I'd probably give this game about a 75. Yeah, I think as a whole, again, we talked about it, the, the combat's not great in the game, but as a whole, I, I don't have anything to really say bad about the game. I think it just had a lot of fun aspects. It was entertaining for what it was. I think 75 is a fair number. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna copy you there. I thought you were gonna say 70 again. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it almost rolled Third off the tongue, in a row. and I just, I couldn't let you. And also, I didn't think <laughs> it was fair because I, I truly think 75 is better for this. So I think that I'm gonna give it an 80. 
I think that's kind of the score that I had towards the end. For me, it was it was kind of slow. It took me a little while to really get crazy into it. But by the end, I was like, I have to finish this. Like, I have to know what happens. I have to protect my favorite characters. But it did make me anxious. I'm not a natural leader. So it was like, <laughs> it was kind of hard. But I feel like it's easy enough that if I can do it, you can do it. And you know, I thought it was a lot of fun. And which, I guess from uh, what people are saying, for Metacritic score, it does have an 80. And user score, it does have an 8.0. So we're, we're pretty close to kind of what like other people are kind of thinking are getting the feel of this game. Yeah, it, it, it is a very good game. I think I might would I think I would like to continue the story. Hopefully, they fixed the game breaking bug in Manor Saga Two. I'm assuming they did, because that was a while ago. See, I'm wary because of my choice at the end, and I actually I made Andrew tell me what was gonna happen, and I did it based on morals. And now I'm like, crap. Now I have to. No, I don't want to give too much away. But anyway, <laughs> so I'm kind of I have some hesitation. But as I was saying though, since Banner Saga One and Two are on Game Pass. Each one of these games are 25 bucks. So, even with people with Game Pass, would you recommend any of these games for anyone? Like, would you recommend the $25 price tag for these games? Like, would you recommend someone who has Game Pass to just spend the 25 bucks and buy the third one if it doesn't come on Game Pass? So, I don't know, maybe this is an angle I guess I've never thought about or talked about, but for me personally, I don't know anyone that I think would just really care about a game like this enough to say that. If... If someone were like to describe a certain game I think that could fit this, I would probably say yes, is what I would say. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, because it is kind of an odd category of a game. But it, but it's not a game that I would rush out to my friends. And like, you know, Andrew, like we have a, you know, a text of people we play with and like we recommend games a lot. This isn't one I'd necessarily run out and tell them you've got to play this. But also at the same time, I, I'd stand by this a lot, especially because of just the deal that Game Pass is. I just. I do think it's maybe worth checking out if you're interested in this style of games and you have Game Pass. So I will say too, you can buy the entire trilogy for fifty bucks. That's not now, bad. I would again I would still it would have to be someone who I knew would really appreciate it, but that's a really good deal, I will say. That's something yeah. I'll stand behind. So for me, like I probably I will probably continue with Banner Saga two and if they don't come up with three, I would possibly buy the third one. Because as poor as the combat is, I really do like this story, and I do enjoy a game with a very good story and good characters, and I would actually like to see where this game goes for its story. So, for me, I would probably recommend the 50 bucks to get the trilogy, if you know someone who really likes a good story. I feel yeah. like with um, how much effort was put into the story, like what you're saying, I think it's worth it. I mean, the fact that they have so many different scenarios for the decisions that you make, and I just thought it was really well made. So for me, I think it's especially for uh, 50 for the trilogy, or like you said, uh, 25 just for the last one, I think it's totally worth it. All right, so for the most part, we're all kind of like on the same page on this one, which is surprising that you two weren't fighting over something like the music. <laughs> just wait till next week. If we'll I remembered the music, maybe. <laughs> well, speaking of next week, Keith, it's your pick. What are we playing next week? Ooh, so I decided to pick one one of the newer releases off of Game Pass, so I think in the last like two weeks they added it, Full Metal Furies. If anyone remembers like old Xbox arcade, it's like uh, Castle Crashers, and yeah, it's a lot of fun, so you can hear the rest of it when we play next week. I've already been playing a bunch. Yeah, it looks like it's a 2D side-scroller kind of beat-em-up, like uh, Streets of Rage or Golden Axe or the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that you always played at arcades. Heck yeah. Kind of like that kind of style of game. It's a lot of fun. 
I'm, ex- I'm excited to play more of it. I think that's going to do it for us this week. If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Or don't. You know, I'm not your mother. But we'd greatly appreciate it if you did. It helps us out and uh, lets people discover us. Uh, is there anything we missed? Or do you have any comments? Do we get anything horribly wrong? Do you like what we're doing? Uh, you can email us at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com. Or you can message us on Twitter at gpgbpod. Or we have a Facebook group at Game Pass Grab Bag. Uh, yeah, tell us if there's anything you'd like us to play. E3 just happened, and they just added a bunch of new games to Game Pass. Some of them are really good that I really want to play. But if there's any on here that you guys are interested in, and you want to give us, you want us to check it out, uh, we will gladly do it. Just yes, yeah, send us an email and uh, tell us of your suggestions. But I have been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. Uh, you can follow me on Xbox Live at Firebird zero one eight four four where I also stream on Mixer. Uh, since this is a co-op game, we'll probably be streaming all three of us together, kind of get some nice footage, and actually have Liz be on a stream, uh, which we actually do have a couple streams on Keith's Mixer, which she'll tell you in a minute, of us three playing Apex. You can uh, see how Liz does on Apex Legends. Oh, dear. Uh, spoiler <laughs> alert, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> but Keith, where can people find you? Um, so Xbox, as always, you can find me there, Lil Fluffy. Also streaming under the same name as Mixer, so you can go to my Twitter and find the link there if you want. But I think it's like mixer.com forward slash little fluffy. It's just that easy. Um, and yeah, you can see Liz get some kills. Two kills. I think it was two. <laughs> but yeah, so so that happens, and you can do that. I said my Twitter right, Keith Lynch one two one. Definitely, but seriously, listen listen to Andrew. And we have, like, no reviews or comments that aren't my mom, basically. So, please, <laughs> if you want to go on iTunes and, like, leave us a like. Love I you, really, Mom. Even, I love you, Mom. But, yeah, it's, like, even if it's not, like, a two-star review. I don't know. Just something. Just something that's not, not my family. So do that, please. And I'm Liz the Noob. Gamertag, come on, I'm Dean. And I'm on Twitter, at Liz the Noob. Noob is E-W. And, yeah. I'm mostly tweet about games and cats and dogs. <laughs> animals. Animals. <laughs> That's animals. the word. <laughs> so if you like games and animals, tweet at me. Hooray. <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much for listening. You know, every week we're growing. And we, we greatly appreciate people who are, you know, discovering us or telling their friends about us. So thank you so much for all of you who are supporting us. But, uh, yeah, this is going to do it for us this week, and we hope to see you guys again next week. Talk to you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye.